Hello, and thank you for joining me on this episode of the Weevil Community Podcast. My name is Waimi, and I'm your host. Um, over the last couple of weeks, I offered free business strategy sessions to a few women um, in the Weevil community. And um, I shared a pitch deck with them, which they were supposed to fill, um, and basically understand um, their businesses as well. Um, and also share the issues that they were currently facing um, in their businesses. And what I saw was a common thread um, of people who were asking for capital, um, you know, saying that they needed more capital for their business, um, as well as, you know, also wanting to scale up their businesses. And so when I see those two things, the first thing I, that comes to my head is, are you currently running at optimum capacity? Um, so for this episode, I'm actually going to be wearing my consulting hat, so pardon me. Um, I think for me, the sweetest part about being an entrepreneur and a consultant is that um, I actually have a business that, you know, I'm actually practicing the things that I've been coached on um, in. So I'm not basically sharing ideas. I'm actually sharing things with you that um, I've basically done and I've basically worked on and I send the results um, and so one thing that I know I'm very sure of is if you're running a business and no one knows that you exist, you have no operational systems in place, you are not sure of your figures, even if you get one billion naira, it's not going to make any difference to you. Um, so I'll basically be breaking this whole episode down into two topics. Um, firstly, we'll be testing the market or basically testing your products and testing your numbers. Now, um, when you're starting a business, it is important to realize that the product that you actually start with may not necessarily end up being your cash cow in that business. So as an entrepreneur, it is important that you constantly remain coachable, you remain flexible, and you remain teachable. Um, and so you're asking yourself, what is the product that I'm offering or service? What is it that I'm offering people that I expect that people are going to be willing to pay for? Um, are these going to be products that will bring in daily sales or are they going to be products or services that people um, will use over time? When I started my business, my first product was a uh, range of juices, right? Um, I remember my friend <laughs> didn't even know what um, celery was and I used a lot of them to just basically test out my products to see how the um, taste, you know, would be accepted. Personally, I can drink anything green, um, but I knew that my taste bud was far different from every other person's own. So I needed to, you know, push that product out. I needed to be sure that I was actually in market. I needed to be sure that um, people are actually going to buy what I was offering them. So it's not just a matter of, oh, you know, I think that people are going to buy it. It's not a thinking thing. Are you actually sure um, that people are actually going to buy? It's also important to know that at some point in your business, you're going to have to tweak or pivot. Um, so I'll share a bit about um, the Roots and Brew story. So we started with juices, and then we moved to smoothies, and then we moved to salads, and then we moved to meals. Now, even in all of this, it was... Um, not just one thing at a time, I had a range. So even the juices, we had about, you know, 10 flavors. 
um, smoothies about 10, salads a bit more, meals were a bit more restrictive because we were not a full-on restaurant, but we just needed to solve the problem of people who required healthy meals during the day. Now, I would tell you that that was where um, one of my biggest problems in my business started with. So I just assumed, right, that people would need that product. I didn't necessarily do um, my research enough before I said branching out into the other things. So even while the business was going on, the juices and the smoothies were moving well, which was supposed to be my initial, um, you know, product range. But then I extended out into the other things and I realized that um, I wasn't making as much profit you know, from those parts of the business. And so it got to a point where I realized that, look, some of these things need to go. So for an entrepreneur, another thing that you need to be able to, I mean, put solidly at the back of your mind is there are times when some of your products or services may not be moving, may not be selling as much and basically dragging the business down. There's no harm in tweaking. There's no harm in killing some parts of that business when necessary. It's also important for an entrepreneur to continue learning. A business person is a lifelong per, um, person, right? Um, so in starting up my business as well, I had to do my research. So research will also involve, you know, talking to people, like I mentioned earlier, giving my friends the juices to taste. Um, another thing that I did was I went online, I looked, for YouTube, I looked on YouTube, um, I looked on Google, um, you know, to also be able to build up my recipes properly to see that I was mixing the right things, right, um, for people. Because in uh, vegetables and fruits and everything, there's some things that are better mixed. There's some things that are not, you know, that can lead to bloating and a few of all those other things. So it was important that, um, I mean, I didn't have a medical background, but I was already, you know, living the healthy lifestyle. But I needed to be sure that, you know, I wasn't just doing things that were basically working for me, but could also work um, for other people and in also doing my research I also ensure that I looked out to see how many other people were doing the things that I was doing um, and to also be sure that we were not doing the exact same thing so I needed to ensure that I was doing something that was properly separating me um, in the market and covering out my own market for myself you know um, another thing that I did was I ensured that I, I went in to school so like literally the four walls of school i got into the enterprise development center um luckily i got um, a scholarship but i i mean i looked for training and that's where i found that right you cannot be running a business and not get some kind of trainings i noticed that i mean um there are some free trainings there are online trainings there are even trainings that have come to the community and some people are not necessarily eager about it um one of the things that blew my mind was that a lot of these women um didn't even have online presence yet all the trainings i mean i took i i, I literally yes i look out <laughs> for people who are attending and and knew aren't and one of the things no things that i noticed was most of the people who i gave the coaching class to were not at the trainings so i don't understand how even pre-covid i mean talking of now you know the covid era you how you're possibly running a business and you're not online right so it was important for me to go into school to pick up knowledge i mean i'm running a business it's not just the product or service that i'm giving you're going to be picking up a lot of other skills you're going to be doing accounting you're going to be thinking negotiations you're going to be thinking branding you're going to be thinking marketing there's so much that you need to learn so you need to go back to school so even if you're not going to go back into the four walls of school you can learn on google you can learn on youtube right there's so many things that are very very uh, uh, possible and available 
um, online. And then another thing that I did that actually helped me, you know, build my business was I started traveling a bit more and in traveling, not just international trips, even local trips, I was going into supermarkets. So you don't even need to travel even within town where you stay. Um, I was going into supermarkets and looking at products that were, I mean, almost competition and services that could either currently be um, competitors to my product or future competitors to my product, right? And so um, when I when I traveled, I I always have an eye out for something. I always have an eye out for you know what next, what I could see, what could improve my brand, what could improve my services, what could improve my products. And I remember clearly there was a time that I went to um, the UK and I had just started um, our flat sweet potato flatbread. Now the story of the sweet potato flatbread is actually very it's a very interesting one. Um, when we started doing the wraps in the store, um, the healthy chicken wraps, I was buying this product from another vendor here in Abuja who was pro providing them. And I noticed that they kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And so instead of using one wrap, I would use two for one, you know, customer. And of course I was losing, my profit was greatly reducing, right? And then it got to a point when I ordered some and everything she, I think we, we bought four packs um and what came to us was basically two burnt packs and two okay packs that were obviously small um and so i complained and this lady sent me one extra pack right and so i got i mean as an entrepreneur and when you're looking at your numbers it's important i mean um i went on youtube and i found how to make mine um you know my own sweet potato flatbread and i added a few because i mean i, I can't be extra so <laughs> i added a few spices here and there just to change the taste a bit and make it completely different from what was available in the market right and that was how i started but when i started doing that i realized that it wasn't staying um long enough either on the ground or on shelf and everything but because it was a healthy product i couldn't use any kind of preservative right and i couldn't find anyone here you know i didn't know about any healthy preservative that i could use and everything and so when i went to the uk i remember i was you know walking in the supermarket and walking through the aisle and i came across one of their tortilla wraps and i looked at the ingredients and i saw something um i saw the list of their ingredients and i went and i googled every single ingredient that i saw on that thing I googled everything and eventually realized that one of them one of the um, ingredients on that pack was a healthy um preservative and so i looked for it there i actually bought some there but luckily came back to nigeria and found that um, i could actually get it there here you know in nigeria as well and so it's important that you must remain flexible you must remain teachable at every point in time you must be open enough to be looking out for products and services that are going to be you know improve your own businesses how i don't understand how um you're running um a business right and you have products or services and um what you do you don't have stickers on them so nobody knows where it's coming from nobody knows where it's going to um you're only relying on um word of mouth i mean word of mouth is fantastic word of mouth is basically or you know almost the best form of uh, marketing that anybody can get right but i don't think that you should limit your business to only who knows you how much is your business going to grow um i i may just be one of the few uh success cases for instagram but i tell people um if I have 100 customers today, 90 of them came from Instagram, right? So maybe 80 direct customers from from Instagram and 10 of them are referrals from 
um, the 80 people who have come from Instagram. So it is important, you know, especially at this time for every business, no matter what you're doing, um, to put your, make sure that you're online, make sure that you're visible online. Um, a lot of times, you know, you also find that people are um, selling their products and not necessarily selling the value of the products. So one of the things that you learn is that you need to sell the, the solution to the problem, not the problem, right? People need to know why they're going to buy your products. If not, you're just like the next person. And people are lured by knowing that there's confidence, you know, in your products. People know that, look, once this person says A is A, it actually is A, right? Not people who overpromise and underdeliver. So they know that if they're dealing with you, everything that they're buying from you, um, you know, is is what it is, right? And so it is important that you must continue to, um, you know, put your product out there, put your services out there, iterate and reiterate where possible, remain flexible. So over the course of my business, I found that it was important for me to know what was working and what wasn't. And when I realized that what was not working was actually pulling the business down, um, actually shut it out completely, right? So now I'll talk about the numbers <laughs> numbers don't lie if your cost catches up with your revenue um then you're not ready to scale up you are definitely not ready to scale up um in, in looking at your numbers it's important to actually look at your cost of operation right and in looking at your cost of operation a lot of times you have to look at your supply chain um, looking at your product lines, your which is basically your revenue stream. So for Roots and Brew, um, we basically have three. Rev we had three revenue streams, which would be the food line, which would contain the juices, the smoothies, and everything. Um, we also look at the stock products, which is you know basically what the business has transformed into right now, and then our own products, which is the ginger and garlic paste, right? So when I looked at the food lines, and I realized that look, my biggest holes were coming out from this place. My um you know l greatest uh losses were coming out from 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 the food line my least profit was coming out from the food line so it's not like it wasn't profitable but when you compare to the other parts of the business right you realize that no this 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 was actually um the part of the business that wasn't doing well at all um another thing that i looked at was you know my supply chain um for the things that we were using to provide the food um service right and so i realized that look some of this, I mean, today you're buying vegetable for 100 naira. Tomorrow you're buying that same vegetable for 500 naira. So it was not very, um, you, you couldn't necessarily put figures to it, right? Because the figures kept fluctuating based on seasons, you know, and all of that. And then I looked at um, my stock products, which was where most of my profit was coming from. Um, less stress because you were basically just following numbers. So if you have your proper inventory system, you know, working for you, then I mean, you're fine. Right. And then I looked at the ginger and garlic paste, which is basically my cash cow now. So you see how funny it is that I started with juices, even though we're still offering the juices now, but my ginger and garlic paste has become my cash cow. So I had initially introduced ginger and garlic paste a couple of years ago, but the market wasn't ready for it. And so I seized that product. Sometimes also your market may not be ready. It doesn't mean that it's not a profitable product. It just means that the market is not ready for it at the time. Um, and so when I eventually reintroduced it, we changed the branding, start selling the solutions instead of the product itself. Um, I mean, it's become a, you know, it's, it's basically our hot, hot stuff, um, you know, in the business right now. But funny enough, when I started the ginger and garlic paste, I remember 
um, I was buying a bag of uh, uh, pilled garlic for about 5,000 naira, right? And so my profit margin was uh, pretty low. Um, and then eventually I moved, I realized that, look, something needs to be done. We need to find a way around this because it was too expensive. It wasn't making me pro proper profit. It didn't make any sense. But I knew that this product was a product that people wanted because as soon as we put it up that, oh, um, this is available, we had people sending messages and coming to the store to get their products and everything. <clears throat> and so um, I found another person in Joss who was sending it to me at about maybe 3,000 naira. So it was slightly cheaper than that. So basically that really drove my profits slightly higher. And then after that, I found that, look, what am I doing? I can enter the market by myself and, you know, talk to a few people to do the peeling, blah, 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 and everything. And that's what I did. And with that, I started buying a, a I got it at, uh, what, maybe a thousand, uh, you know, so you can imagine how much I have driven my cost down from 5,000 to, um, a thousand, 500 right so it is also important to know your revenue streams cut out what is not working it's not about look there is no sentiment in business whether or not you're selling value whether or not you're selling product whether or not you're selling service at the end of the day a business must be profitable for it to remain a business so there's no sentiment it's not a matter of what will people say what will people not say oh this was what i started my business as oh um this is it i'm i'm so in love with this with this part of my business i cannot let it go completely irrelevant right completely irrelevant you need to be able to know what's working and what's not and cut it out and then you now get to the point where you're looking at the market opportunity, right? How much do I actually want from this market? And what do I need to do to ensure that I can get my share from this market? And this is when you now start thinking about branding. You start thinking about marketing. Um, you start thinking about your online presence and every other thing you need to be able to put yourself out there to be able to get to these customers and, you know, so that they know that you're actually in existence. And so for me, you know, it's business and entrepreneurship is very practical you need to be able to see what's working and see what's not it's important for you to get your proof of concept when i started my business everything that i did in my business was personal cash not because i didn't have people that i could go to to ask for money to invest in my business but because i needed to be sure that when i'm collecting somebody's money i know what i'm doing with it right and so over the last four years i've basically gone through my business and i've seen what's working i've seen where the money can come in from i've seen where the money can leak out from and so i have shut a couple of doors and opened a few doors so roots and brew has basically re-evolved into a complete healthy um supermarket so ranging from hair care body care food snacks everything health and wellness right is what we're doing but we're giving it to you raw i'm not basically selling um, food, raw, um, sorry, cooked food anymore, right? Because I know that that's not where my market share is. That's not where um, I'm going to be able to get to the revenue that I intend to get to for my business. So I think that, I mean, it's important for, you know, business owners to start small, even though you have your goal at the back of your mind. Start small, get your proof of concept, test your operations, build your SOPs, standard operating procedures. I mean, you need to know who is doing what, what is doing what, when it should be done, who is bringing in what, who is taking out what, when this happens, what is the response? I mean, you need to be sure that when money is coming into your business, you know where exactly that money is going into. I don't think that um, you should be looking for money to scale up your business when you haven't put up 
things in place. So test your market. Establish your presence in the market. Check your operational systems and check your revenue streams. Your numbers are your friends. They never lie. In business, numbers never lie. Tweak, pivot, kill what's not working. You cannot be everything to everybody in business. You must have your own market, right? Be sure of your proof of concept. It is only when you've had all these things done that you can now start thinking of pumping more capital into your business or scaling up your business. I hope that this helps you take a deeper look um, at your business, basically diagnosing your business to ensure that you either begin to become profitable or you remain profitable. I strongly believe that building profitable entrepreneurs is one of the surest ways to change our narrative one story at a time.